In 2009, when I turned 70, the Pittsburgh Marathon, after an absence of several years, had found a new sponsor and returned to my hometown. Though I'd never run in a marathon before, I decided to run in the Pittsburgh Marathon the following year. The reactions ranged from family members who thought I was going to die to experienced long-distance runners who offered me advice so I wouldn't die. I managed, with a lot of help from my running friends, to cross the finish line where my wife Anita hugged me and said, don't you ever do this to me again. I was in so much physical pain and emotional stress that I had no intention of ever running in the Pittsburgh Marathon again, but I hadn't taken our daughter Anne into account. Anne decided that she wanted to run in the Pittsburgh Marathon and thought it would be fun if her father joined her. It took a lot of convincing, but Anita finally agreed as long as Anne and I ran a half marathon. For the rest of the decade, Anne and I ran half marathons in the Pittsburgh Marathon, and at the end of the decade, we were joined by Anne's daughter, Adrian. In 2019, at the age of 80, I ran with my daughter and granddaughter in my 10th, and I decided, my last Pittsburgh Marathon. Any second thoughts were dashed when the pandemic forced organizers to cancel the Pittsburgh Marathon in 2020 and 2021. This year's plans for the Pittsburgh Marathon falling short of the finish line. The city says they're not able to grant a permit for an event that brings thousands of runners and even more spectators to Pittsburgh each year. When I was running in the Pittsburgh Marathon, I trained around SIU's Campus Lake, but during the pandemic, I've stayed closer to my home in McCanda and began jogging around a half-mile oval drive just across from our pasture at what used to be the Haven of Love Daycare Center. To get there, I have to jog a short distance on old Highway 51. Most drivers are courteous and careful, but one day, a driver pulled over and yelled, don't you think that's dangerous? I thought he meant jogging on the highway, but he pointed to my pirate's cap and said wearing that cap was dangerous on a highway driven by avid Cardinal fans. My pirates were awful this season and no threat to the Cardinals, so I felt safe on my short jog along the highway and content jogging around the Haven of Love oval driveway. But all that changed when Anne decided to celebrate her birthday by paying us a visit from her home in Charleston, South Carolina. When she discovered that the local For Kids Sake Superhero 5K was scheduled for the Saturday of her visit, Anne thought it would be fun to run in the 5K with her father. It took some convincing, but Anita agreed that her aging husband, who'd run 13.1 and 26.2 miles in past marathons, could manage 3.1 miles if he was careful and paced himself. The 5K was fun, at least in its early stages. The organizers, who raised $45,000 for children in Bangladesh, had created a festive atmosphere for over 100 runners, many of whom were dressed in superhero costumes, though Wonder Woman seemed to rule the day. There were also families along the route that had come out of their houses to wave, cheer, and shout their encouragement. When the 5K started, I tried to ignore my rush of adrenaline and the fast pace of the front pack of runners. I also tried to keep in mind the lesson of Aesop's fable, slow and steady wins the race, and the realistic goal at my age of just crossing the finish line. But proving that there is no fool like an old fool. I made that worst mistake of long-distance runners, 
I started out too fast. When a long distance runner starts out too fast, he quickly depletes the oxygen that his body and brain need to complete the race. And no matter how hard he tries to slow down, he can never recover from his mistake. Anne kept telling me to slow down, but by the first mile signpost, I was out of breath and having trouble keeping my balance. For the next two miles, I struggled so often to catch my breath and not to fall that when a police car drove by, the officer stopped and asked if I was okay. Minutes later, he came by again and asked if I was sure that I was okay. It wasn't the first time that a Carbondale emergency vehicle had offered me a ride. After a recent SIU homecoming game, as Anita and I walked what seemed several miles back to our car, an ambulance pulled up and offered us a ride. We were exhausted, but out of foolish pride, we turned him down. The next day, we drove back to where we had parked and measured the distance to the stadium, only to discover that what seemed like endless miles was only a half mile. The good news is that I was able to finish the Superhero 5K, but once I crossed the finish line, Anne and a race volunteer had to prop me up. As for Anita, she hugged and congratulated me for making history. She told me it may be that I'd become the first runner in history to cross the finish line with a police escort. This is Pete Peterson for WSIU Radio.